Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. What are we, 16? I believe so. Episode look. 16, maybe. Mm. Yes, episode <laughs> why 16. Don't, why don't we ever do this before we start? We should have looked. We should have looked. Today's going to be an interesting day. I'm excited about this one. Um, let's see. You had FabTech, not FabTech. Yeah, FabTech in Atlanta. Yeah. Last last week that you hosted for Feronius Welding Company. Uh, well, they have a big booth there, and I did. I did. Uh, they had me come in and do like a unveil some other new products that they've just launched or whatnot. Based so, based on your own U- YouTube channel and the history of yeah. the fan base that you already have there. Yeah, I was down there for two days. Did a thirty minute deal. And that was it. Yeah. Did you get so, paid good? Yeah, for thirty minutes, I got I got it's paid not, real good. It's not bad, no. not a bad gig. Yeah, would you call yourself a social influencer? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, when you get hired to make an appearance, yeah, yeah, that's pretty slick. Was yeah. it a good turnout? It was a really good turnout. It was Feronius? I mean, it's uh, big. It's a big event anyway. Is it their first year in Atlanta? No. So, Fabtech goes uh, Atlanta one year, Chicago which is their main event. And then they would go, I think, maybe to uh, Las Vegas. Or maybe Las Vegas is kind of here and there. Maybe it's like two years in Chicago, one in Atlanta type of deal. But Chicago is the big, big one. Atlanta is big, but not as big. And a lot of those companies, too, are all kind of based out of that area. And so when they do Fabtech in Chicago, they always have bigger booths, spend more money. Well, they're growing. Them. They're a growing company too in the United States, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But they're everybody's there. Lincoln Miller. Yeah. Every dude. There's more robots there than I've ever seen. Every um, plasma laser water jet company in the world's there. Like everybody's there. That's crazy. So fab tables, everything. Famous people besides you. Oh yeah, lots of them. Yeah. Yep. How was the Hard Rock after party? It was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I saw some of your reels. I think I was in Costa Rica while you were in Atlanta. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I just got back. That's why, I, that's, listen, that's why we missed another week last week, folks. Yeah. Just bear with us. Yeah. So it was uh, our schedules just kind of get busy at this time. Of course, you you were on business. I just went to go uh, mountain bike. I know. You're retired. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out. If you ever get the chance to mountain bike in Costa Rica, go. Yeah, it is world class. You know, a monkey jumping through the trees, almost hit an iguana, mm-hmm. about wiped out. It was. Uh, I could see that. Paddleboarded around the islands a couple of days. It was. Uh, it's fantastic. Interesting. Yeah. So today we have a guest with us, a local guy, but a friend of mine for many, many, many years, Mr. Troy Woodland from Just Aircraft. Welcome to the podcast, Troy. How you guys doing? Ah, oh, good. We're doing real good. So give us a give us a rundown of what like a. Really short, abbreviated version of what Just Aircraft is. Just Aircraft is uh, a little company here that uh, we manufacture kit aircraft. Okay. Um, They're referred to as experimental. And we basically um, build 50% of the kit, and then the customer takes. And builds the rest of it. uh, Yeah, 51%, basically. Is it an, just an is it basically like a bolt together assembly type deal, or is there still fabrication, welding, that sort of thing that goes on on their on their side? There, um, for the most part, it's more of an assembly 
kit for them. Um, you know, we get a lot of customers who get pretty creative and um, do kind a lot of different stuff. Kind of add their own touches mm-hmm. to it or whatnot. So cool. Now, is that... And I've seen, I'm, I, I kind of know the answer to this question because I've seen some of your aircrafts before, but is that what most would consider like a bush plane style setup? I mean, I follow these, all these Instagram pages yeah, that's that right. have these planes that are very similar to yours. Matter of fact, some of them may be yours. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That are like landing in like 10 feet of space and then taking off in like 10 foot of space. You know, it's usually like on a rock patch in the middle of a river in Alaska or something. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, um I mean, primarily that's what we that's that's what we do, and it's they're they're referred to as uh, stole aircraft, okay. uh, short um, takeoff and landing aircraft, and you'll typically see them because they're running big bush wheels, right? Um, that's just so I can set them down anywhere. Yeah, just off airport. There's a, there's a guy following Instagram. I can't think of his name right off, but he's got he took his own graphic that he had on like his F five fifty. It's like a black, white, and gray camo. Did you camo and then he did it? And I'm pretty sure it was one of your planes that he does. He videos it, got a ton of followers. Yeah, that's cool. There's a lot of super stoles out there. Um, so you're not the only game in town for that type of aircraft. We're not the uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, super cub based um aircraft um, um, companies that have basically took that particular airplane and uh, um, kind of put their own spin on it and you know that's that's a pretty common platform is that not how you got started right so i think if i my memory serves correct i could be wrong so correct me by all means um you say you used to fly and you thought that i could just build a better airplane than the one i'm flying now is that kind of how you got started tinkering around and making adjustments yeah that's (laughs) i got started in uh um, basically ultralight aircraft when I was 18 years old. And, uh, you know, I had a little farm out there and out in Idaho and I, you know, <laughs> you walk home a few times and you figure out how to build a better mouse. <laughs> right, you know? that's right. Because <laughs> it can be, uh, it can, a <laughs> 30, 40 minute flight out there can turn into a day or two walking home. Just trying to get the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so you don't yeah. want to... You don't want to do that too many times. Sure. And, uh, you know, uh, people would see what, uh, you know, what I, what I was doing and they liked it. And, and it, it was kind of a hobby that got completely out of control. As they usually do. No doubt. Yeah. Costa Rica. So, yeah. Mountain biking. I know. <laughs> is, is flying your passion? Um, I definitely... Um, I definitely love flying. Um, it's, uh, it's there, you know, I've done a lot of things as far as off-roading and a lot of motorcycles. And, you know, I used to spend a lot of time, you know, um, whitewater rafting. I mean, you name it, but, um, flying is, uh, definitely my go-to. Are you an adrenaline junkie? I mean, I wouldn't say that it's, I'm, I mean, I would say I'm pretty relaxed dude and, um, these days yeah are you are you one of those because i'm very much this person are you attracted to the challenge of things like once you kind of dialed in you got to figure it out and it's not any fun i mean does it turn towards not any fun for you and you kind of go on to the next thing yeah i mean it's uh um it's 
Yeah, you could say that. I mean, I, you know, with the Superstole, um, we did a lot of, um, you know, we, we thought outside the box pretty aggressively on that particular airplane. And uh, um, at the time of that, um, you know, I'd pretty much, you know, achieved everything I could do with the current model, the Highlander. And it was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty exciting to say the least. The first time I, you know, when I ran out of excuses to fly it and it was finished, you know, it was a complete prototype and it, somebody's got to fly it first. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Who's that guy? <laughs> this guy. But, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I fly, uh, all my new designs, you know, and it's like, and we've had some, we've had some fun, fun first flights. Yeah, sure. Say. That's like I seen, and I'm, and it's been a while, but that new Boeing plane that's all carbon. Hadn't seen yeah, it. Yeah, that Dreamliner. Dreamliner. Mm. And I seen some of the test flights they're doing. They'd literally take that thing off and like almost fly straight up with that thing. Just to test its limits, find out. I guess so. Where but, the but my is. thing is like that's I mean, it's I guess it's the same for you. It's untested. I mean, there's a lot of engineering that goes into it. There's a lot of things you know already, the balance points and you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, where you can get it, I guess, pretty close, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, you we you you definitely, you know, I mean, it, it, there's a difference when you design something and you, you know, you're going to be the first one flying. Yeah. You kind of dot your eyes and crash. I your bet keys. you do. <laughs> do you do your own welding on the first one, or you trust your your factory employees to do all that? You know, I do on some of the prototype stuff, but uh, anymore when it comes to the fabrication stuff, you know, I, I. I always let the guys that are better at it than I am anymore do it. Now, your cages are aluminum or are they steel? They're 4130 chromoly steel. That's gotcha. what I was thinking. Same thing Bibster's built out of. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I built it. I basically built a plane with four, with, four with tires. No, with no wings. Or propeller. Yeah. Or wing. Yeah. Or tail section. But I mean, it's, <laughs> the chassis is the same. I guess. So, Troy, for the guy listening to us now, or the girl listening to us now, that is familiar, like Cessna 172 is about one of the most common planes that you would see at your local airport. Tell me the difference between the Highlander or the Superstole or the XL that is different from the people uh, understanding what the Cessna 172 overwing is. Well, the Cessna 172 is... uh it's it's a great airplane. They're they were uh, they're they're basically a unibody construction, you know, uh, um, um, formed aluminum. Mm-hmm. So it's got like a like like a structure that's basically sheet metal. The skin is the got structure. Sp- spars, yeah. some kind of spars. The skin in there. is the structure. It the doesn't sp- have a subframe inside it. Yeah, they just got ribs and mm-hmm. built very much like the wings, I guess. Where you yeah. got the okay. Makes sense, and so, and those those airplanes, uh, they're very well. They're they're strong. They're tough. They're very well engineered, and they were, um, you know, produced. Uh, um, you know, they primarily used as trainers, and yeah. they're easy to fly. Um, and they have a great track record, and we're we're building. You know, our structures are are steel cage 
type structures and they're, you know, um, they're wrapped with fabric. Fab- fabric like? It's, uh, it's, it's a, uh, um, it's, it's basically a synthetic fabric. And, uh, Is it coated with something? On. Yeah, you, you basically uh, glue it on and then you shrink it with an iron and then you paint it. It's basically like a, it's like you build RC RC planes back like in the day. Shrink wrap. It's a, yeah. it's a lot like that. It's it's basically uh, um, you know all, most all your early airplanes you know were fabric. You, the tail feathers on DC threes were you know fabric. Yeah. Um, most of your stole off airport type airplanes are um, they're tube and fabric like Super Cubs. You know. Yeah, it's interesting. We used to use this stuff back a long time ago. I used to be a fan of RC airplane. We used to use stuff called monocote, I think it was called. Yeah. And it's more of a, it wasn't a fabric, but it kind of did the same, served the same purpose. Like it was more of like a, I don't know, I describe it like a vinyl sticker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. kind of wrap around, heat gun shrinks it up. Makes everything tight on your balsa wood frame. Yeah. Yeah, so, I remember those. And I mean, I guess the planes were built similar to what you would be building too. I mean, obviously, you don't need as much engineering in a Bosswood RC plane, but sure, you know, you got well, the, the concept is the same. There was a movie with uh, Dennis Quaid in it called The Phoenix. They get stranded in the desert, and they had this RC plane builder with them. And he's, and he's like, like, I can build a plane to get us out of here. And they find out halfway through the build that he's a toy builder, and he's like, they got all mad about it. And he's like, the it's con- the, same. the lift. All your four components to fly are the exact same. Yeah, we just got to scale a, it up some. Whether it's an RC plane or a real plane, and I guess that's true, right? It's yeah. absolutely true. It's all it's all the same. The same physics. Um, it's it just depends on how big you want to build it. That's right. Yeah. So I learned I, I learned um, when I started my pilot's license in a one seventy two. Yeah. Out of Quincy, Illinois, and I had a great instructor named uh, Andrew Dow. Shout out to Andrew. Shout out to Andrew. And I remember the first time he let go of the yoke and said, okay, bring us in. And I get right next to the asphalt, and he's like, pull the nose up, pull the nose up, pull the nose up. (laughs) It's just like a, he's like, man, these things are tough. (laughs) He's like, that's one of the hardest landings I ever. And it was in a 172. Practically, I'm not going to say indestructible because everybody's seen the videos, you know, of a bad pilot, but it is a, a trainer, as you went off uh, to say earlier, and it's a good airplane. But your airplanes are made for, uh, so STOL, S-T-O-L, Super STOL, stands for short takeoff. Yeah, and landing. And landing. So it's uh, not made for your average runway. I've flown a, a few times with Troy, and if we ever have to refuel and go to the airport here locally, we land in the grass. Yeah. And not on the asphalt. Off the side of the runway? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, and his runway at the shop is all downhill, aiming towards water. So, taking off, it's like you're just looking at a duck pond there, and then you just pull up, and and coming in, you're landing at the bottom, and popping off. Um, So, you've set some, your planes have set some records, right, for shortest takeoff? Well, we Steve Henry out there. He's my Idaho dealer. Um, Follow him on Instagram. Some of his stuff is all just crazy, and and all that's in your aircraft. What's his? What's the Instagram? Uh, I just type in Steve Henry. Steve uh, Wild West Steve. Or, yeah, I don't know what it is. Something like that. His uh, 
his his uh, company is Wild West Aircraft. Steve okay, Henry. so you can probably find him like that. Yeah. So he has set some records there. Well, I mean, he's. I I went. I I don't know if uh, we'd say set some records, but he's uh, he's done some very creative things. Um, he. He he's the one that uh, done that dead stick takeoff that uh, that you know I mean it's got millions of, of views. Now what is a dead stick takeoff? He just uh, coasted off a a, a a hill out there in eastern Oregon with the engine off. He just rolls it. Oh, off I got you. And, so and he's just yeah, he's just gliding, gliding basically. Cool. Um, and the other day he did a uh, he did a foot and a half. Take off, I think, with the brakes oh, so locked. He, so he like locks the brakes and gives it full throttle until the tail section picks up, and then like lets go and pulls. he doesn't even let the brakes off. He just takes off and ah. no, it's two and a half feet with that the brakes is, locked up. I can't even comprehend how. I mean that yeah, that's in the way half of that's, this table. Yeah, yeah. the oh, yeah, width yeah. of this table. Just yeah. so, this, so he's got he, he's got so much airflow over the tail section that it picks the tail section up, and then he just gives it full. So a lot of full that, elevator, a lot of that's in prop, I would say. Well, it's yeah. In in this particular case, it's not only um, prop, but he's running a uh, a, a Yamaha um, street bike in. Oh, actually, it come out of a sled, a snowmobile, and uh, it's two, pump, two stroke. About, no, it's four stroke. Oh. It's pumped up around three hundred horses. Three, <laughs> little over maybe. God, that's awesome. And then he had he had wind, you know. On the nose too, so gotcha. That helps, yeah. Yeah, all those little things help. But you can take off a foot and a half. How, what about your short landings? Um, you know, I mean, that particular day, it, he probably didn't. You know, I'm sure that. Um, I mean, he's landed backwards. Um, oh, so you have enough wind in your wind. face, yeah. you could probably just come in there and set it around on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's just that's crazy. Yeah, way to go, Steve. And so he's been. Uh, he does. He does. They had the stole. The stole um, aspect of aviation has got really. I mean, I've been doing it now for twenty seven, twenty eight years. Um, and the you know the last ten years, it's got. Um, it's just it's just it's snowballing. I mean, it's getting really popular. And you and it's kind of neat because you're seeing a lot of the the younger you know a lot of guys in their twenties now that are following a lot of these YouTubers out there that have you know put it in their lap. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty neat. And Steve was one of the, you know, he was one of the YouTubers in the early days when he was doing all that content. And uh, um, you know it back in '08. Thing you know, I'm not selling groceries. You know, we we're yeah, we're, right. we're kind of uh, a specialty type thing. Uh, business got a little tough back sure. then, and uh, his uh, his content that he was doing out there, you know, it it definitely helped me in my Stay business. Stay alive. And his business, you know, at the time, um, oh eight hit him hard. Also, he was uh, he's a crane operator by trade, and uh, <clears throat> we were. Uh, you know, we were chatting, and he was always sending me this cool video content. And he did a little bit of YouTube stuff, but I was like, "Hey, you need to start posting some of this stuff." And so he did, and uh, and then he became, I you know, I signed him up as a dealer, and he started selling airplanes. I bet. And uh, you know, it, it it was valuable stuff, but it's been fun. 
But now they have all these different type of uh, um, stole cross type competitions now. It's a traditional stole, yep. and then you have the stole drags that yeah. they did at I've Reno. Those, yeah. This is the second year they had it, second or third. And then the High Sierra fly-in where they do the stole drags out there on the dry lake bed. That, uh, I'm going to say that's got to that's probably have that's got to help your industry as far as just brand awareness. Yeah, yeah, no, Steve, uh, Steve definitely, uh, you know, he, uh, um, he definitely, he definitely does a good job out there, you know, promoting the Highlander. Um, he prefers that airplane uh, um, over the Superstole, which is fine, you know, it's, uh, you know, I prefer the Superstole, you know. Everybody's going to yeah. have their favorite model, That's right. right, depending on what their use of it is. So you say Steve is a dealer, and I know you've got several uh, global dealers, right? Yeah, other, we, other countries. Yeah, we have dealers um, all over, all over the all over the world. And know. so, do you create what you build here in Wahala and ship them, and they construct the airplane for their end user? Yeah, is that what we, a dealer is? Um, the dealer's buying the kit from your company. Yeah, the dealer. Well, the customer goes to their dealer, and then uh, um, they they. Spec it out, uh, or yeah. Whatever. They spec it out, and then the dealer, you know, calls us and orders. Usually, if if the airplanes are going to say New Zealand or Australia or or pretty much, you know, they they typically um, ship, you know, a few at a time in a container. And gotcha. So they'll hold off that way. The, the their customers are sharing the expense of the container, right? And uh, get a couple of them at once. Yeah. Speaking of like YouTube and. I'm actually following these guys right now, and you may be aware of them. <clears throat> They're actually doing a prototype build right now of, of an idea they've got called Dark Arrow. It's all full carbon. It's supposed to be like a super fast two-seater, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of like a Diamond Twenty. I've seen uh, I've seen a few of those guys. Is uh, they're, they're young. Yeah, Seems they are young. I think they're using a. Uh, I think it's a Belgium engine. The UL Power is what I think they're putting yeah. in it. And I think they just kind of just briefly what I watched, it wasn't the most powerful, but I guess it was the best weight to power ratio, which is what they're after or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, um, I have, I have watched a couple of their, uh, their video videos and it's, um, you know, it's aviation. Yeah. I, I, I prefer the wing on the top. Yeah. 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 Um, the, yeah. And I prefer tires that, uh, you know, I mean, I got, I got probably more drag in one bush wheel than the whole, than their whole air. Yeah. I guarantee it. Well, the thing that's interesting to me is they're actually launching this whole project through the visibility of YouTube. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we're learning and you're watching us learn. You're as watching we build. us build this prototype. And then once they, you know, they've gained so much traction that once they've already got people that are interested, I'm sure. So once they get it dialed in and they start going into production, they're going to have customers. Whereas if they would have done it off YouTube, you know, and did the whole process when it came to do production, like they'd have had to go source people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Source buyers for it. It's like, cool that they're sharing that experience yeah. as they, as they're learning and they're from their own mistakes. And yeah. Stuff. Like if you had a YouTube channel at your facility, it'd be huge. And, yeah. you, and, and you would probably, I mean, you could make, he's already huge though, but I'm just saying like, there's a waiting list for a, if I was to buy an airplane from you today, Troy, and I didn't want the kit, I wanted you to hand me the keys and say, here's your airplane. What is my wait time currently? Oh, it would take 
three years before you would. Is that because is that because you're selling them too cheap, or is that? <laughs> Don't say that because I still I'm still interested in one. <laughs> yeah, um, it's 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 just been uh, you know we're I think everybody in the industry has been pretty busy. Yeah. And, uh, we're kind of in a comfortable spot. Um, buddy that manages the place over there, he's uh, he's he's uh, he just does a fantastic job, and he, um, you know, we we went through a uh, time, you know, a few well, shoot, it's been what eight nine years ago where you know we had thirty plus employees, and you know we were cranking out. I think Buddy did hundred and. 25 airplanes that year, yeah. um, which is a lot. We were actually talking yeah. just before the podcast. Buddy, I guess, is the only employee I know th- th- that I know that works for you. Well, he, I, I work for him. And that's what you said. Yeah, yeah, but it's the only one I know, and he's a good dude. He's actually done some work for me in the past years ago before he came to you, but... Good dude. Like, yeah, yeah no, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I couldn't do it without him. I mean, there's just, uh, nor would I want to. Yeah. He's, uh, I just need, I just wish that, well, Buddy and I both wish we just had about five, six more. I bet. But, it's funny to hear you say that. Most owner-operators, would you consider yourself an owner-operator still? Yeah, I got a partner, Gary, uh, um, and, uh, you know, we, we're, 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 we own it, and Buddy runs the whole thing, you know, and I... I don't know. I basically do what I'm told anymore. So most owner operators are reluctant to hand the keys to the shop to a buddy, right? So to hear you say, "I've got all my faith in my number one," I couldn't do it without him, is a big deal. You won't hear a lot of leaders say that things like that. Yeah, well, it's I, I, it, it is what it is. That's right. You know, he's That's right. one of the hardest parts about it was uh, when he when he took over the shop. You know, it was hard. It was hard for me, you know, because, uh, you know, I'd been doing it a long time. And the <laughs> the worst part of it was, you know, a couple months later, I realized he was doing a way better job than I ever did. <laughs> and that got... That, that on, it, on the logistics it, side? Yeah, all the way around. All the way around. Right way to go, buddy. Yeah, so Buddy worked at ATS. Was it ATS? The, the, you know, if you ever go out 11, just before you get to 85, as soon as you pass, like... Uh, the bounty lands right there. There's a there's a there's some buildings on the right. Okay. Used to be they used to make Grand National parts. You know Grand National is? Yeah. The car? Yeah. Yeah. So they were like the leading facility that made all these Grand National parts. Yeah. They made exhaust, whatever. Buddy worked there for a long time until they shut down. They went out of business. Everything was up for auction. He went to work for Scott Black mm-hmm. for a while. Line them up. Yeah, line them yep. up. They built some cars. And then he went. Then he went to you. But I remember him talking about going up there and interviewing with you for that job. And I think he maybe looked around. I guess he did a little bit of welding for you or something. And he was like, "Man, you know, I don't know if they're going to give me the job or not because I didn't have any qualifications, especially not in an airplane, especially not in the aerospace world." But and here and here he is today. Yeah, running running the company, sort of. Uh, no, he, I mean he does. He does it all. I mean it's it's uh, yeah, that's awesome. How many employees is Just Aircraft today? Um, just to, to I I would say 
I'm not the guy to ask, you know, I just, uh, um, but he probably has, he's probably got 15 to 18 people up there is what he runs. All full time or yeah, some part time guys? One, yeah. one shift? Yeah, they, they do, uh, but he runs uh, four tens up there. I got you. And then how many dealers do you think you have today? Um, oh, shoot, I don't know. We're, oh, I would say, I don't know, a dozen. I, <laughs> it is, yeah, it I, is. That, this is why we're three years out. Yeah. <laughs> if you want an airplane, I don't know, a dozen. <laughs> Hell, that's why I have Buddy. You know, if you want to know something, don't don't ask don't, ask, don't ask the founder of the company. Yeah. <laughs> that's he, not listen, work. He, he listen. He has played his cards perfect. No, if you I, ask me, because he's like, if I got a, I got a guy. Right. That's right. I got a guy. I don't need. So I follow another uh, Instagram. Follow uh, fly me to the fun. Right? Yeah, and so they bought like this old fifties or sixties model Cessna one fifty. And they are just crushing it. They're YouTubing all their flights. Landed here in Clemson one day. They're based outside of Atlanta. Yeah. Good group. And I like the little 150. Super small. Can I turn the 150 into a bush plane with like, do you sell kits to upfit other planes with your bush wheels he wants, and he wants undercarriage and all that? He wants to be able to land in my pasture. <laughs> so I'm going to have... Like, are they taking... Are you seeing this where they're taking different parts to make a... An airplane that was not made for Bush to go to a Bush plane? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's uh, um, one with the 150, they have the Texas, uh, um, Texas tail dragger kit that uh, they, you know, basically was a modification for it. I believe you can put like an 0320 150 horse, and then you have a pretty neat little airplane, I would. You know, I've never flown one, but I'm assuming flying 150, 150s, 152s, that they probably uh, fly pretty good. Sure. My hope, my hope is that when Jared gets a plane, as long as it's a bush plane, he can land it in the pasture. I can get him off the mountain. Yeah, I don't like yeah. to come off the mountain, <laughs> man. So I would love to talk about because this is primarily a business podcast. I'd love to talk about like, like how you got started, some things that you would do differently maybe or recommend for somebody else that's trying to kind of start their own business. Uh, I'd also, if you're keen to it, I'd also like to talk maybe specifics on, um, you know, some parts of the plane. But let's take a break first. Sounds good. And we'll come back and see if we can dig into that. Yeah, you bet. Let's face it. Shopping for insurance can be time consuming. When it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust your Allstate experts. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves money, sure, but it also saves you time. So you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Clemson Allstate agent Shane Smith at 864-654-1047 today for a free personalized insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands? And we're back with Troy Woodland from Just Aircraft, based out of Wahala, South Carolina. Thanks Do you again. Have- do you have a website, social media, like people that are listening or watching, a way to go, like kind of visualize what we're talking about? Yeah, we have uh, we have a website, um, justaircraft.com. Um, I I don't know. I don't really. Yeah, I, I but talking. I mean, they can they can go look at it. Yeah, they can. They can. They're just just aircraft. It'll show. Probably up just search things. just aircraft. Yeah. I would think you can find all your stuff. You can find it on YouTube as well, and on the website justaircraft.com has some YouTube videos up. Um, you can actually 
uh, build out your airplane, you know, yeah. kind of like to see what it would be or what it would cost. You could reach out to Just Aircraft. Somebody will answer the phone, walk you through it. So. Yeah. So let's let's get back into the business side of this, and I've got some I've got some technical questions too because I'm a fabricator myself, uh, build stuff out of chromoly. Um, so you know I was kind of joking around earlier. I built a hot rod. It's got a full chromoly two chassis. Uh, so I was joking around saying, "Oh, I basically built an airplane." I mean, I I get that there's a big difference, but same material. You know, mine's probably mine's inch and five eighths. Yours is probably what inch. Inch and a half or? Uh, oh, shoot, no. I mean, inch and a half would be one of the biggest. You know, it's mainly most of the material is under three. Uh, yeah, that's pretty slick. What picture is Three quarter, oh, three oh, yeah. five tubing. It's all thin okay. wall. It's all thin wall yeah. stuff, yeah. Which chrome all take is usually a pretty thin walled material anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to save weight. But um, in, you know, chassis and cars and stuff, you know, 90 and 120 and. Yes. Yeah, well, in mild steel, I can see that, but I think mine's like a engine five eighths oh eighty five maybe. Oh, yeah, the, is oh, the yeah. thickest I would use. Mm-hmm. My inch and a half's like oh sixty five probably. Yeah. So anyway, so on the business side of it, did you was this the business itself? Was it something you aspired to do, or is it something that more it that more just found you? Oh, it did absolutely found me. I mean, I, you know, I didn't. Uh, You're just tinkering along, hobby-ish. Yeah, well, it just, it was, it was one of those things. I mean, I, 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 I turned 18 years old and I, I went skydiving years ago. And we, my best friend and I, you know, we would drive up there every weekend and we would, with the ceiling in Oregon there, it was terrible. And it just happened to be on an ultralight strip that, uh, that we were jumping out of. Well, the ultralight guys, they were just having a ball out there flying. I mean, the ceiling would be 100 feet, and they're out there just 95 the hedges. Feet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they'd be five feet. And I got <laughs> looking at it, and I was like, man, those guys are having fun. And I went over there, and I started chatting with some of these guys, and they were like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, what, what's something like this go for? And they're like, you know, at the time, I was just thinking about what, it, you know, I was going to get me, a, I was going to get a canopy and start skydiving. Yeah. But shoot, that, that wasn't any fun anymore because you couldn't, you couldn't do it. You had to rely on another, air, on an airplane, a ride. And the weather had the to be weather. just right. Yeah. And these guys were, these guys were having a ball and they, they were like, oh yeah, a couple grand, you could be flying. And I'm like, what? I mean, <laughs> I'm like. How much yeah. does it cost for a canopy setup? Um, shoot more than that three four grand yeah so for for almost the same price you could be flying yeah and so that's kind of the direction i went and i did i started flying ultralights uh in the early days you know and it just it went from there and it was just a hobby of mine um not i don't want you to continue but just give us a little bit of like insight because i i don't know and i'm sure our listeners and viewers be the same way but like what is it what does it take to like get an ultralight and just take off for the first time with no license and no like? Did somebody say, "Yeah, you just do this, do that, and take it off"? Go the easy part. Well, I'm, you know what I'm <laughs> it's saying. Trying to land. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just thinking part. about this. If I was going to do it, like if I, right. if he had an ultralight and I bought it, and I got it in my pasture, and like he just said, "Yeah, man, all you got to do is pull back on the stick, do this, do that," and the first time would be a little scary. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, 
You know, back in the 70s and the 80s, you know, um, when the ultralights were pretty big, um, you know, that generation did that and they did a lot, you know, it's just, they, they were, yeah, and they did. And a lot of them got away with it, but a lot of them didn't. And, uh, you know, I think it was 2020 did a deal where they had a a news, um, um, cast guy, you know, that tried to fly an ultralight and killed him, Ah. you know, and it, and it just, it it just killed ultralight flying at that point in time. And, uh, and I don't recommend that. Um, I kind of uh, good disclaimer started that that way, um, but it you know it, it 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 bit me one time in a bad way. Um, Which ultra, you said that they're just as popular as they used to be. I don't ever see them anymore. Well, I went I went say because they they were really popular, just like say, the hang gliding was back yeah. in the seventies and eighties. Um, but. Um, you know, today we have so many airplanes like my my Highlander or any of the airplanes that that we offer over there. You know, we can get dual instruction and uh, and we can get a guy um, flying in a hurry. You know, I had uh, um, my best friend that I start skydiving with. Um, he he quit skydiving about ten years ago and uh, he went to um, um, high Sierra flying with me where they did the stole drags and he just got hooked. You know, he's always wanted to fly and, uh, he got his written out of the way out there in Oregon and he come out here and he hooked up with Ross and, uh, Ross and Katie and they took and they got him, he was scheduled to be here for a week. The first day, first couple hours, Ross soloed him and then he, uh, uh, weather, was bad, right. you know, so he ended up staying two weeks and uh, w- had to fly down to Florida um, for his check ride. And uh, he left two weeks later with his license Done. in hand. Yeah, which is pretty you know, cool. See, you know what we should do? We should document your process. Oh, uh, that would for be For the good. YouTube channel. Oh, my yes. Yeah. That's actually a great idea. Yeah. We should, we should document do the I get a Do I get a free plane out of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I won't charge you that much to... Okay. You know, per, per hour. <laughs> give, okay. Give, give you retail. Yeah. Dude, I'd love to. So I start. So I, I hook up with Katie uh, via telephone, and she was telling me, "Look, if you can just order all the stuff." Katie, Katie. she's a flight instructor. Gotcha. There. She flies. She she does quite a bit of. Uh, who you recommend? I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's who he put me with, and so she was very very great on the phone. She said, "I'm going to shoot you an email, and here's." Here's what you need to order. And you can Start. get most of this off of Amazon. Yeah. Like, I've got my Bose headset. Like, I am ready to go. Yeah. So when I work out in the mornings, I would just watch the videos. I downloaded the Sporties app, yeah. right? And just watch the basic ground school stuff. And and then everything just came to a halt. Katie's corporate gig put her out of town a good bit. They shut down our local airport here. Yeah. So we just got to reconnect, and, and actually, planes fly better in the winter than they do the summer. Correct? Yeah, I mean, be patient; it'll it'll come. It will. Um, but well, when you, when you start, though, you know, you really want to you you want to go all the way through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No breaks. The air's so, thinner in the winter. That's yeah. right. Yeah, airplanes want to be high and cool. But it, and it's it's really really important. Um, to uh, flight instruction is cheap insurance, and I and and you know I've been doing this for well since i was 18 years old and i've um unfortunately i've lost a lot of good friends um it's it it can be real um but all of it you know could have been avoided yeah and uh 
So we talked a little bit about the ultralight side. You, well, oh, hold ahead, on. Those for ahead. listening, an ultralight, if you don't know, and this is the way I describe it. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. It's like a go-kart with wings. It's like a it's, small tube. Usually they're, what, three wheels, one up front, two in the rear most of the time? Or Yeah, I mean, they there's... It's there's open tricycle, air. there's tailwheel designs, there's tricycle designs, but they're typically really light because they, they, they can't weigh more than 254 pounds. Gotcha. And usually, it's just like a canvas wing top. There's no bottom, right? It creates the airfoil just on the top side? A lot of them are single surface, which is just the top. Yeah. But there are quite a few um, out there that uh, have uh, dual surface wings. So they fancy ones, I guess? Yeah. So you came up uh, with a one-seater, um, and it is the 103 Solo, right? Was this, a, this, was, was this pre-COVID a couple years ago? Yeah, well, we started it. My, my, my oldest son, um, you know, we kind of, we had kind of a, a um, we, had, we, we had some ideas on the drawing board, you know, on how I would build you know, an ultralight, because I, you know, I've always liked flying, the freedom of flying ultralights, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, it's inexpensive. Um, it's, and aviation has got, um, like in everything else, it's got, it's got expensive. So, you know, my oldest son was, uh, he, 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 he wanted one. He was like, you know, because we ride dirt bikes, you know, dual sport stuff, and we, you know, we, we just enjoy that type of thing. And he's, he was like, hey, uh, that design, why don't we build that? Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm like, nah. I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of R&D, a lot of engineering that goes into something as simple as an ultralight. Yeah. Matter of fact, it's actually harder because we have a very, very tight um, criteria on weight. Because you have to make under that. That's right. Yeah. And so when, when you're looking at um, every aspect of it with your wing loading and on and on, you just can't over, over – um, you can't over – Engineer it. Well, yeah, you can't, you can't enge- over-engineer it all, but you can't just throw horsepower at it. and um, You just got to be pretty tight on everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he pushed on me a little bit. You know, like, you know, let's do this. And when I sat down, I said, well, are you going to help me do it? Because, you know, when you're doing this, you got to, you know, build it all from scratch you know and build a prototype and he said yeah and so uh there was a lot of you know two three o'clock in the mornings down there where we were building this airplane and it was one of the best times of my life i just had a ball so two things about that you love r&d i know that about you yeah. you'd rather do that than manufacturing and spending time with your son oh, building a new product has got to be some highlights there. oh it was it was every minute of it was fun you know i mean it i I I'd stay down there as long as he did. That's know? right. And uh, he, he put, thinks he's just building an airplane. You see it as spending time with you, boy. Oh, we, yeah, <laughs> that was great. But y'all, I've known both of y'all for a long time. <clears throat> y'all have a great relationship, anyway. Oh uh, yeah, he's yeah. My boys are my best friend. That's right. That's there's nobody else I'd rather um, be with. That's know, right. Hang out with. But. So can't wait, can't wait till my boys are like that age. So you are indeed it. Y'all built the first one. Yeah, we built the first one, and uh, we uh, <laughs> we didn't nail it on the first try. That's for sure. <laughs> did you figure out that on the ground, or did you figure that out in the yeah. air? <laughs> we we figured it out in the we figured it out in the air on one of them. We we got <laughs> this is funny. One time we took in uh, 
I was experimenting with spoilers for roll control and a uh, few things, you know, and, and I thought, man, this is great because now we have this simple light pro, um, platform to, uh, to, you know, work out a bunch of this technology or a lot of these ideas I've, I've kind of had in the back of my mind, but I didn't want to take a, a, one of the expensive, big, yeah. big airplanes that are registered and, you know, you're dealing with the yep. FAA and NTSB if you get any you kind know, of a mix-up, like, right? Yeah, you know, like a test. So this ultralight was perfect for that. It's like, man, I can take and I can try all these things, and um, if it works good, I can incorporate it into my other designs, you know. But there was a lot of it out there that, you know, it's nothing's been done before, and so it's so, it's so experimental, yeah. you know, that you're just kind of like, well... You know, I just didn't want to take that risk on a, you know, $150,000, $250,000 airplane. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I'm trying these things, you know, and, well, the first one didn't work, and the second one didn't work any better, but we were out at a little airstrip south of here. And when we were doing this, my youngest son, Thad, he was uh, – um, this airplane, he was calling it his because it's it looks like a toy. You know, it's just this. Uh, right. It's, it's kind of a neat airplane, and uh, I mean, you couldn't keep him out of it. Matter of fact, we had to keep. Um, we put we installed dad switches, is what they're called, <laughs> in all of our airplanes, which is a uh, it's a master kill. Because he'll go in there and uh, he won't think twice about just cranking them up. Take uh, off. Right inside the hangar, you know, just, just, and I could hear a master switch click from, you know, an acre away. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But so, anyways, this was his airplane and he referred to it as his. And I, you know, I got lots of pictures where he's, little things bother him, like if there's not nuts on things and yeah. he'll sit there and, um, He'll take hammers and, and just, he's got to make it right. And like one of the generations of this wing, um, I, was, I was changing the ailerons and some spoilers and different things on it. And so I'm cutting fabric to re-engineer it and rebuild it. Right. Know? So I'm on one wing and I get this kind of cut off and get it done and I, yeah, I don't want to cut any more fabric than I have to, you know, because, and I'm doing it in a way that I can you know, reuse what I had there. Sure. So I walk over there, or I, I walk away, and, of course, he's helping me, and I walk back over there, and he's got that knife, and he decided to do it to the other wing. <laughs> and he, he did a beautiful job, and he was so proud. He's like, it's like... It's the really, same, yeah, Dad. It's the it's same, the same. Dad, just yeah. like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that is, you know, thank you. But anyway, so this airplane was uh, his. Well... I was out at this airstrip, and uh, I did a I, I did a test flight. Well, it I didn't make it back. I uh, ended up having to put it um, down, you know, about a quarter mile or so. And uh, both of my boys were out there that day, you know, and and uh, I I just taken, you know, everything was fine. We just had to land it in another spot, and I'm walking back up through this um, field, and. Uh, um, Tristan and Thad, they were running down that field because you know, they just seen me go out of sight, you know. And I was like, you know, and and uh, where there, Tristan wasn't too happy about the situation, you know. And um, we're walking back up, and uh, Thad goes, "Dad, did you wreck my airplane?" <laughs> and uh, I said, I said before I could say anything, Tristan was like, like. 
I hate that airplane, you know. I mean, <laughs> I'm done like, with it. I'm yeah, over it. It was a cool he idea. Goes, he goes, Throw the trash. Tris was just like, I'm just glad that you're all right. And uh, um, and of course, Dad's like, Well, I care that he's. All, I care, Dad's all right. I just want my airplane. Want my airplane. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, it was fun. So I'm not going to say Just Aircraft is a technology company, but technology found Just Aircraft in the 103 Solo, correct? Um, yeah, absolutely. So my, is it Microsoft that came to you? Can you tell us a little bit yeah. about that? Um, Microsoft, uh, they were um, with the new uh, Microsoft Flight Sim. Um, you know, that's kind of their, their platform where, you know, all these different companies use their platform and they develop stuff to run on that, their, their system there. And... Uh, yeah, they came to me and they wanted to they wanted to put their own plane on their their own soft their own system and uh, so we uh, you know we cut a deal and um, they they uh, they modeled it all and put it in their right system. after your plane. Yeah, it's a, and it looks just like it, it. looks just like that's it. awesome because yeah. now you could basically just send people. Yeah, so. yeah, and they can fly the airplane. Yeah, you can fly, they can fly it. fly it right there. That's, and yeah, and cool. it it, uh, it it flies. Um, I um, like it. You know, it's kind of fun. It's pretty neat. There's guys out there that will. I mean, I've seen you can see them on Instagram. This is all they do every day is they sit in their yeah. their game room and they fly. You've got a radio con- uh, a tower control. You've got to an answer to just like you would be real flying, and they've got screens all the way around and iPads, and the and, yokes, yeah. and, and the pedals, just like they were sitting yeah. in a cockpit. The good thing about modern flight, and I, obviously I'm speaking from very little knowledge, but is that technology is far enough now where like you can get a lot of your stuff. I see a lot of guys that I follow, whatever that fly, and they just got they're like doing iPad stuff, flight oh, aware, yeah, 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 whatever yeah. it is they're using for flight. Yeah, we used to. You'd have to have actual dials and all the stuff. Calculators. And, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a lot of that. I, I still don't have four flight, and I've traveled. You know, yeah, coast to coast. coast, coast. To tell you how so you just guys. you just create a flight plan and then. No, I mean I don't. I don't file a flight plan. I I have a, a, G, a GPS. I do use that. I mean that's um, it's definitely handy, um, but. You know, I check uh, TFRs. I do do that, and you know, but it's flying's easier. It's easier to jump in your my airplane over there at Just Aircraft and fly to. I don't. I don't care where it's at. Then drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but like Chattooga Bell yeah, Farms. There's, there's no stop signs, no red lights. I go over six to, minutes for lunch. <laughs> yeah. I go over there to see Troy one day, and he was like, "You hungry?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Let's go to Chattooga Bell." That's like, the best place to fly into. I was like, like okay. gotta be. He said, "Hop in the airplane, not hop in the truck." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay." So I get in the airplane, we go to Chattooga Bell, and land right there in the vineyard, grab yeah. a sandwich. We're coming back. Another time, I flew with Troy. I said I wanted to go and see the Chattooga River. And so we flew over our property on the Chattooga, and then we go down and fly over the Chattooga. Over the Chattooga, yeah. One of the best experiences in an airplane I've ever had. Yeah, I could see that. And absolutely exhilarating. I had some family coming in from Illinois, and I brought uh, my cousin Alan to the shop because he he's been to Oshkosh. Yeah, he flies a lot, and Troy takes him up, and I've got a video of them. I don't know, ten feet off the ground from the manufacturer from the. Uh, Company headquarters, and there's doing fly by right yeah, back. It was a mis- like, missed approach. It, well, yeah, 
It was. Oh, it, so it went fantastic. went planned or it was planned? Kind of. It was, some, we get a lot of deer there, so mm. once in a while you got to clear them. <laughs> you got to go. Ah, uh, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. So it is quite the experience. So you've given tours of your factory. Is your factory open to the public to come by and say, "Hey, is Troy around or is is Buddy around?" Yeah, it is. If I you want to buy, if you well, I mean, <laughs> um, we've been so busy lately that uh, you know it's it's tough uh, to make that time. It is, but if 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 somebody's interested in aviation and they. Uh, um, want to check it out? I mean, that's what that's what that's what we like to do. I mean, we we promote it every way we can. You bet. And uh, um, give us a call up there, and uh, um, I would come definitely check it out. I would definitely like to do that. Have you never been up there? No, I mean, I drive by there all the time going to the rock quarry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to see like the manufacturing the side workings. of it. Yeah. Because that's just so me, man. I'd geek out on that. You'll walk through and you'll you'll see a couple holes and shells and a wing yeah. department and then the R and D's in the back. Yeah, and the see, I would dig fabrication, it. and I'm just like, that's when I fell in love with just aircraft. Yeah, and I no longer wanted a 180 or 172. I wanted a bush plane. Yeah. So 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 from your base model plane to your biggest plane. What are we talking? Do you go from single seater to four seater? No, we're. We, yeah, single seater to two place at this point in time. Yeah, what's the wingspan difference? Um, there's there's a wing. Well, they're about all the same. Um, you know, the wing the wingspan is usually you know they vary a little bit, but yeah. they're typically you know on under thirty thirty two feet somewhere in there. But um, and wing area is about the same. Yeah. I actually have more wing area on the ultralight than I do my super stole, you know. Really? I guess that thing would like full glide. I yeah. guess they all probably will full glide. Yeah, they all they all glide. They just they're pretty draggy, so they yeah. they don't have a great glide ratio. What, so what are we talking purchase price? Uh, like the, fully loaded down to basis. There's there's a lot of ways you know I get customers from you know basically all over the board. Um, I'll get customers that um, you know they they have a they have a budget they have a, a tight budget yeah but they still want to fly and uh, you know my early escapades are a great airplane you know we got two of them right now I love that airplane it's, you've flown in that airplane I too have. Yep. and it flies it's great aerobatic airplane I mean it's just a fun airplane. And, um, you know, a guy can purchase one of those kits for the kits, right? At this point in time, I think they're probably around twenty five, twenty seven thousand bucks. 27000 Okay. And then uh, you still have engine and avionics and stuff like that. Whatever you want to add yeah. to it. And uh, so, you know, the the engines nowadays, you know, it's... It's not cheap, but a lot of guys will buy um, remand engines. There's nothing wrong with remand engines. You know, they're they're all your certified airplanes. They you know, especially now, right. they're, they're all remand. You know, are they are they typically like a flat plane crank style engine or? Well, yeah, they're they're uh, uh, most of the aircraft engines are. 
Okay. But, uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different engines people install on these. I prefer people to stick to an aircraft-specific um, type engine. Yeah, like a Rotax? Rotax. More like homings, Continentals, yeah. you know, those type of things. So what's the top top range? Like if you get one, if they order one from you, totally dialed, everything, all the options. I, I mean, if they do it and we help um, on the build side of it, on the other side, I mean, they, they, it can be, you know, 250000 Plus, yeah. you know, um, but like I said, you know, the guy out there that really wants to take and uh, do it, you know, the other, the other aspect of it, you know, a guy can, you know, probably build one in, you know, 60, yeah. 70,000 bucks. I would guess though, if you bought one that was fully loaded from you, like every option, all the fancy stuff and you only had 250,000 in it, it'd probably still a pretty good deal considering what you're getting versus what you would, if you were going to try to buy the same thing and say, well, that's that's just it. Is um, you know my customers that uh, that come and they 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 pay some they pay you know that much for an airplane. <clears throat> They're most of them have a spot at their house that they want to land and take off. And you know you you know one eighty you know there's a lot of airplanes out there that you can purchase for you know a quarter million dollars. Right, um, but. There's a lot of them out there that you can't you can't operate outside the you know out you know out of your backyard. That's right. And so those are the those are the type of people that we um, cater to. Cater to, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that'd be me, and it's a better business decision than you think. Honestly, that'd be me because if I was going to get in the if I was going to get a plane, and I had a choice of like keep it at my house, take off in the pasture, mm-hmm. or pay to have it at the airport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know. it's you would never fly. I mean, you would fly half as much yes, if you got to go. You're to the exactly airport. right. But you, if you have a tax liability, ah, here we go. You can buy oh, an airplane from Troy yeah. and take 100 percent of the yeah. depreciation right off the top. Yeah, crop duster. Remember we talked about that. We did. Like, I mean, any kind of airplane. Like, we talked uh, about Jared having a pump sprayer in that thing. <laughs> Ride it off for farm use. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put some Roundup in, in the other. You're not doing Roundup. It could just be. You can do. You can. It could be good stuff. You could put out like fish oil or something. <laughs> well, you still counts. <laughs> you, <laughs> it still counts. You could take a drop like salt blocks and hay and stuff like there you everybody go. does out west. Yeah, but like wow. a lot of times, you know, they do that when the snow is covered up. You can't get back there, and the, the it is true. The, 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 the livestock, you know, they're dying. You just you just go out hit one bill at a time. I mean, you have to. I'll be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. This has been fun, Troy. This is awesome. I, I appreciate you taking the time to spend with us this afternoon and and uh, educating all of us on flight. You know what I think I would love to do? And this kind of got, this podcast kind of got me thinking about it. I'd love to do like little vlogs on the YouTube channel for the podcast that kind of tie in with what we talk about. Oh, sure. And then not just be this camera. Yeah, that's right. There's actually like a follow-up. And whether that's, you know, we're going over to the, we're going over to his place or that's following you getting your license or whatever. Like, I think it'd be fun. That would be cool. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. So Troy Woodland at just aircraft and you can find him at justaircraft.com. Yep. Or on Facebook. So well, check them I out. I don't really do too much on Facebook. You need a social media guy. Are you paying? Are you hiring? <laughs> I can do all that. Yeah, I don't know. I need somebody. Oh, we'll talk. All right. Thanks, all right. For, thanks for tuning in, y'all. Appreciate it. Take care.